The stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Those famous lyrics come from Gene Autry's classic tune, Deep in the Heart of Texas, first released in 1941 and have remained synonymous with cowboy country to this day. Maybe that's why stargazing is a big theme in my life. As a teenager, when I couldn't sleep, I would sneak upstairs to my parents' office, tiptoe out onto their balcony, and climb up onto the roof to gaze at the night sky. I used to wonder what the stars looked like from other places on Earth. As I got older and began to travel, I made it a point to try to find the same constellations like piecing together parts of the night sky to finally see the bigger picture. In big cities like New York, London, and Paris, stargazing was impossible with all of the lights and pollution. When I moved to Spain, I landed in my family's heritage home, located in a small town near the foothills of the Calderona mountain range passed down over generations and filled with more than 100 years of history. The house was far removed from city life and perfect for stargazing. Most nights after dinner and watching Spanish reality TV shows with my grandmother, I would sit out on the terrace and look up at the stars. Instead of longing, I finally felt peace. A joy that seemed almost incongruous, considering I had recently jumped headfirst into the abyss. That is, packed up and moved to a new country without even a job lined up. While my family has Spanish origins, and I visited Spain a couple of times as a kid, alongside having grown up listening to Mexican Spanish, in those early days, my North Americanness felt excruciatingly obvious, especially as I stumbled through Spanish with a lazy English-speaking tongue that struggled to even roll the R's. I have to say that immersion changes everything and is a humbling experience. It forces you into the deep end and reveals how much your environment molds you which I've had to unpack over the years, learning to relinquish control, challenge biases, and open myself up to others teaching me. Although I was still waiting to land on my feet in those days, I'll never forget the sense of excitement associated with those early discoveries. Every day is an adventure when you are a foreigner in a foreign land. My name is Ashuni Perez. And this is A Texan in Spain. Moving to a new city or state can be a huge change for anyone. But moving to a new country with a different culture is something that engulfs your every waking moment. Language is one of the first things that hits you, but as the ingenuous creatures we are, we inevitably find a way to communicate through pointed gestures and polite smiles. 
At a certain point, however, it does become sink or swim. Doggy paddle for your life or drown in a sea of misunderstandings and awkward encounters. Linguistic mishaps are unavoidable, like translating, I was so embarrassed to, estaba muy embarazada, which actually means, I was so pregnant, and the frantic clarifications that often ensue. Besides learning new vernacular, there are also the customs. I was luckier than most in that I had extended family around who could show me the ropes. My aunts were happy to take me out and explain Spanish culture to me. Here's how you order coffee in a bar, and here's how you ask to pay the bill, and all those day-to-day phrases that make you sound like you're a local, even though you still have an odd accent. That used to make me feel a little self-conscious. Over the years, it's something I've learned to be proud of. Like, yeah, you're right, I'm not from around these parts, but Spain is still my home. In the process of learning new customs, there naturally comes a little culture shock. Coming from an English-speaking culture, which is structured with formalities, I initially struggled with the directness of Spanish culture. I joke about it now, but at the time, I found it bizarre that the normal telephone greeting was Dígame, which is literally tell me, whereas in the US it would be more drawn out and something along the lines of Hello, this is so-and-so speaking, how can I help you? In the end, I got with the program and chalked it up to the passionate way of life in Spain. The focus was on living in the now, which meant there was no time to waste. Of course, Every region in Spain has its own culture, way of living, and sometimes even an entirely different language. In fact, there are 17 autonomous regions, five co-official languages, and dozens more that are not yet classified as official. Not long ago, the Spanish government even approved the use of official languages in the Houses of Parliament. Like stars in the sky, the regions, cultures, and languages mesh together to form a vibrant tapestry that is just waiting to be explored. From sprawling European capitals brimming with culture to iconic places chronicled in literature, as well as the beautiful Pyrenees Mountains, thousands of kilometers of stunning coastlines, secluded beaches, famous islands, ski resorts, waterfalls, walled cities, hanging bridges, peaceful woods, natural wonders, and probably every kind of hiking trail you could imagine. Every corner of the country offers its unique brand of richness. Granted that the richness of Spain is what draws so many to it, which has become a controversial topic over the last few decades. Now, I'm not an economist or a political scientist So I won't go any further here because I'm no expert on that subject. I will say that I think that as a newcomer to the country, my focus was always on respect and being polite. In Texas, politeness is a way of life. Texans may not agree on a lot of things, 
but they will always try to help one another, even if that's just holding the door open for the person walking in behind you. Because I have Spanish family, in a way, I'm an atypical non-foreign foreigner. So to better adapt, I dove right into learning Castilian Spanish, following local customs, and trying to settle into life in Spain. My approach was always one of embracing the Spanish way of life and doing my best to accept what the Spanish had to teach me. However, as there would be anywhere, there come moments in which you may be met with suspicion and prejudice. Unfortunately, as humans, we often fear what we do not know. The tribal human instinct activates, leading to othering and even a sense of cultural isolation at times. Xenophobia happens all over the world, but can be combated through doing our best to stay open-minded and holding space for discourse. Still, I feel that those experiences are in the minority, and when you operate from a place of mutual respect and understanding, the Spanish welcome you with open arms and you become part of La Familia. Before we continue with my story, I wanted to bring in some other perspectives on getting settled in Spain. In this episode, I'll speak to another extranjera, Jenny Taylor. Hi, Jenny. Can you tell us about yourself? Sure, I can. Uh, so I am from England, originally born in Wolverhampton, which is uh, not a very exciting place, so I won't tell you more. I moved to London when I was very young. I'm, I am an English teacher in Vigo, which is the north northwest of Spain. My geography is awful. I think that's right, so I'll just <laughs> stick with that. And what made you leave the UK for Spain? A job, work. I left uni. It was in 2014 I finished came back to my mom's place and I started looking for jobs. I was looking in the Sherlock Holmes Museum. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. That would have been so cool. Yeah. Cause I would have got to like dress up in, in Yeah. That would have been so fun. I thought it was great, but my mom did not. And she was like, <laughs> how fucking dare you get a degree and then look at the Sherlock Holmes Museum. So I was no. like, fine, I won't do that. <laughs> and they never got back to me anyway. So I was just sitting on my hands, not doing much, twiddling my thumbs. And my mom, found a job in Spain like it was a course so I would work in a school mm -hmm. and also do a course in teaching English as a foreign language so I decided all right I'll apply let's see I somehow got it I couldn't believe it <laughs> you were very convincing to everyone yes <laughs> so I got it and then that was it I asked to be near the beach so I was thinking Barcelona yeah. or even Valencia somewhere you know places I'd heard of and then they sent me an email telling me, you've got the job. We're going to put you in Vigo. And I was like, the fuck is that? I was like, what's Galicia? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, I was very confused. I was like, I don't know anything about this place other than it's near the beach. I, I mean, yeah, I was quite surprised that this place existed. When you talk about Spain, you think of like flamenco, you think of paella. Yeah. And then I got there and was like, that's the paella. I don't see any. <laughs> so what was your first impression of Vigo? I was so nervous and excited about kind of leaving home. Like I'd lived at uni and everything, but this was a huge jump from that really, because living at uni is one thing. You're very close to home. Usually you can get a train. Mm -hmm. So I was just really nervous. And I remember getting there and it was a beautiful day. And I met the family that I was going to live with. 
and the mum was just this super beautiful woman. I remember seeing her in the street and being like, "Is this is this the mother? How is this? A, how is she a mother? She's amazing." <laughs> and then I remember she was just so friendly and welcoming that all of that fear and the nervousness just disappeared really quickly. And like that, they made me feel so welcome in the first week that I think I regressed to my teenage years. Um, <laughs> I was so young. I was like fresh out of university. I hadn't had a job before. Mm -hmm. So I was just really fucking childish. And like, I remember the dad, he used to get really angry. I was told this a few years later because the mom and I laughed about it. She was like, oh, I remember he would come home to have dinner and he'd open up the the cheese packet and there'd be one slice. (laughs) Because you'd eaten all the cheese. Everyone can relate to that, like hankering for something and then going to the fridge and the packet's empty or something. And you're like, why would you even put it back? (laughs) Exactly. He was always like, why did you even bother putting it in the fridge? Well, you know, and I learned my lesson. I was working in a school and I was the secondary school teacher. I was only 21 and I was teaching 18 year olds. And so that's tough. I think that's it is tough. I was with another girl who was my age and she had a massive crush on one of the students who was 18. Oh no, that's and not I appropriate. Like, girl, that's not okay. It was totally inappropriate. And I kept telling her, I was like, no, you can't stop fancying this guy. It's weird. <laughs> stop it now. <laughs> but you know, you can't, you can't control that. I see that guy a lot now around Vigo. He's Really? And he asked me about this other teacher. I was like, you know, No talk way. <laughs> he has a thing for her. So they had a thing for each Ten other. Ten years later. <laughs> now, that ship has sailed. Sorry, my friend. Okay, so how does Spain compare to the UK? I mean, I'd say there's a lot of similarities because it's Europe, you know. And the language itself, I didn't know any Spanish. I could just about say hola and Kital. So that, of course, for me was the biggest difference. I love, love, love to talk to people. But in Spain, I, I found that more difficult, obviously, because I couldn't. Also, it got a bit frustrating when I would go out with friends and random Spanish people would come up to me and be like, oh, I can practice my English on you. And it's like, back off. You start to wonder, do people want to be your friend because they actually like you or because they feel like they're getting a free English lesson? I think that happened in the early days, definitely, like in the beginning. But then you find your, I mean, I found some great friends. But I think for me, that was the main difference. And well, having said that, the way of life, like I live in outer London, like my mom lives in greater London. And so everything is accessible by bus, by train and stuff. But you're traveling longer distances, you know, and if you want to go to a cafe, I can't just walk out my door and there's a cafe on my street. I have to, you know, I have to go a bit further. I probably have to get a bus. I have to plan it. That's something I love where I live. One of my best mates lives like 30 seconds from me. Uh, So I can just call him and be like, hey, let's hang out. But then again, I'm in a smaller city than you. So I don't have a metro. I can walk everywhere. So it's it's a bit different. But that's for me was the biggest difference. What about cultural differences? Have you noticed any cultural differences between the two countries? I think Galicia, they're much more welcoming, like hospitable. I found that people have been always just really open to getting to know new people on some Mm -hmm. level. And you know, when you've bonded with a person, when you've become a friend, that that friendship is solid. And that's really important. Whereas I feel I feel in England, a lot of my friendships were a bit more fickle. But then again, I left very young. I would say that where I live, people want to meet new people. People will just come up to you and start talking to you. Really? And I don't think, yeah, and I don't think that happens in England as much. No. (laughs) Unless people are super drunk and hitting you. uh, (laughs) Trying to pull. (laughs) In their really awkward British way, you know. (laughs) That's another thing. The sexual liberation in Spain is amazing. 
nudism at the beach is is a thing people aren't afraid of it and I think it's really helped me to come to love myself as well because I'll say in the UK I just always felt super insecure and like when I moved to Spain I used to wear makeup and everything it was a time when we were all putting like (laughs) taking on foundation on our lips you know so what a time to be alive (laughs) it's coming back get your dream Matt Moose back out girl no no (laughs) never again um yeah I I have to agree with that. It's pretty similar in the U.S. You go to the beach and people are literally wearing T-shirts. You never see anyone, even in a bathing suit. I was really fortunate in that, you know, my mom grew up in Europe, so she always taught us to not be afraid of our bodies in a way. I mean, obviously, still growing up in the U.S., going to, like, American schools, you're in gym class and you're, like, changing and, like, oh, nobody look at me. I mean, you still have that experience. But then, yeah, moving here, it was that same kind of thing. Like, you see all kinds of bodies at the beach, there is definitely more sexual liberation and there is kind of just like a people are just okay with who they are. I mean, sure, mm-hmm. people still have insecurities, but not to the same level as what I saw in the US and what I experienced myself as well. So at least where I live, maybe it's different where you live because it's bigger city. I don't see as many people like who have had lots of surgery. You don't see that as much on television in Spain, I don't think. When I first moved to Vigo, I was I was still quite self-conscious. I definitely have lost that. I think moving to Spain really helped me with that. I never thought in a million years I could get naked on a beach. And I've done that now. And it's just actually way better being naked at the beach because nobody's there to like show off in their nice bikini or their nice swim trunks. You know, no one's there taking photos. That's the best part. You don't take pictures at the nudist beach. That's creepy. Like, you just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that I really like. And then in regards to makeup, I think it was the first year, actually, I just stopped. Like, I haven't bought foundation in like nine years. And I remember at uni, my tragic moments with makeup, I thought, you know what, it's not worth it. I think that women here, generally speaking, do tend to wear less makeup. I honestly think it's the sun. Like their skin is maybe a little bit healthier because they are just in the sun more. It seems silly, but I think the Spanish as well are much more like, I don't want to generalize because obviously every region is different, but... In Spain, I think people are kind of more natural. When I first moved here, I remember people would say, oh, if your stomach hurts, you should drink uh, chamomile tea. Or if this, this, then you use olive oil. And then if that, then do this. So it's more like they do kind of lean towards being more natural and more of these kind of like organic things versus in the US, it would be like, oh, you have a headache, take a pill. It's just more towards- Old wives' tales. Old wives' tales, still really embedded in the culture. Talking about the old wives' tales, I still laugh about this because when I first moved to Vigo, I was living with the family. I remember I was walking around without slippers or socks. That's a big Zapatillas, you have to put them on. (laughs) The mom looked at me and went, oh my goodness, Jenny, if you don't put some slippers on now, you're going to get constipated. And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, what is, like, doctors, why do they think that? (laughs) Constipated, yeah, so she meant you're going to catch a cold. That's another really funny one, the constipated constipado. There's so many of those good stories. For me, it's like almost 10 years later. I'm like, yeah, I am that girl who does wear slippers all day long. And like, if I go to other people's <laughs> house to spend the night, like I bring my own slippers. But it's oh, I love crazy. it. See, I haven't reached <laughs> yeah. that level yet. <laughs> I do. If I'm like spending the night at someone's house. like but maybe people not, always not. offer me slippers at their house. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Yeah, I would take them. I'd be like, thank you. I mean, I'm not saying like one night. I'm going over for one night. But I'm saying if you're staying at someone's house for like a weekend, like I'd bring my own slippers. Oh, for sure. So what would you say is the best thing about living in Galicia? The food and the wine, no doubt about it. And I mean, summertime, the beaches, 
I mean, you came and how good was the selfish platter? Oh, Yeah, I still dream about that. If someone was visiting Galicia, what would you recommend that they try? All of the shellfish. Anything that is sea related, eat it because it's going to be great. Octopus too, you have to, you've got to try it. Oh, yeah. You can do loads of tours of the Rio Spicious and stuff, which I really want to do this summer. I'd love to do like a proper wine tasting tour. Oh, that you sounds amazing. That. Yeah. <laughs> wine tour in Galicia. Yeah, I'm super there. drunk. Um, but just annoy everyone. <laughs> the main thing for Galicia is like the food, the beaches. It's such an amazing place because you have gorgeous beaches and islands as well with the white sand. But of course, the water's freezing. But then we've also got mountains. The landscape is stunning. There's so many beautiful wooded areas to do amazing walks and abandoned just monasteries around the place, which wow. I love that kind of stuff. And I love hiking it, but it's not the kind of city you go to, you know, lose yourself and party. If you want to do that, you have to go to Porto. Do you think you'd ever move back to England? No, no. I think that's that ship has sailed. It's coming up to my 10th year now in Spain. And sometimes when I think about England, when I'm in Spain, I feel like it's as if time has stopped. Of course, I have friends, but they've moved on. They live in different places. Obviously, I've grown up and the country's kind of, I don't want to say it's falling apart, but, you know, my family keep talking about the cost of living crisis and they make way more money than I do. But I think I'm still better off than they are in some way. Whenever I do go back to the US, I'm happy because I think it is a beautiful country, even though it has its own set of, you know, difficulties and it is going through also a rough patch where it's just like, there's a lot of things going on that I don't agree with. And it's just, it's different, isn't it? I've I've got used to that life. Even if you live in a rubbish part of the city, you still feel like you're in the heat of something kind of how I see it is the Spanish really know how to enjoy life even if it's just like no I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a really nice coffee with my friends or I'm going to have this really great glass of wine it is just kind of like about sitting in the moment and savoring it and just understanding the importance of being here now and life doesn't stop in the week like no even though they're working they still go out after work and they still have a drink like I I go to concerts in the middle of the week yeah so in that way like I feel quite lucky because I feel like I've become more spontaneous. Oh, absolutely. And I think one thing I really love about Spain is that when you go out, you don't just see young people out. You see people of all ages. People Mm. go out with their kids. It's kind of like just because, you know, maybe you grow a bit older or you have kids. It's not like your life ends and now you need to be at home and nobody will see you ever again. It's like, no, you can still have a life and that's like still accepted. And I think that's really cool because... In the U.S., when you go out, it's not often that you see people who are kind of older or have kids. They're kind of like relegated to staying at home. Or if you do see older people out, people are kind of like, oh, yeah, it's because they have a drinking problem or whatever. (laughs) It's like it's not seen that way. It's like, yeah, you can still live your life. Everyone is entitled to that, you know. Even the way that people interact with each other. There's a woman I see every day because she works in the supermarket next to my academy. And every day she says, hey, hola guapa. And I'm like, we don't know each other. You just serve me every so often. I don't know if it's just from our generation, those like awkward millennial social media moments. Like you follow someone on social media and you see them around, but like you never say hi to them. But people do that. <laughs> like it's so awkward. And you're just like, I know you. Like we had a class together one time and then you just act like you don't know who I am. I think that's kind of rude. 
sometimes you know you're dealing with a lot or you're in a rush so you might not always say hi but I think here people are always like even people I don't know are like hola buenos dias or at least they say like adios or whatever and it's really nice because it costs nothing to at least like acknowledge someone's presence and I think it is really sweet and nice and when you don't have that or when you go from having that to not having that then you realize how small yet mighty that gesture is you know yeah it's true I don't know if this happens to you when you're eating in a restaurant people will come in and just say oh enjoy your meal yeah, but it's, it's like wow you're like oh okay thank you I don't know you but that's very kind it's yeah small things that make us human in that brief moment we've just shared a little connection that makes you feel like you're valuable like you exist and that's really what we should be doing being more human and compassionate with each other that's what makes my life so much better I think I don't think I will ever be lonely the sense of community is just yeah. different Absolutely. I think community is one of the things that Spain is like the richest in. There is this kind of like unifying force and this thing of banding together and caring for the other. And, you know, do you have this? So like, do you have lunch plans? Do you want to come eat with us? Like people are so generous and the Spanish might not have as much as some people in Northern European countries might, but they're so generous. It's really changed me as a person moving to Spain. I remember I was way more tight fisted. I had that, you know, what's mine is mine. I'd say I was way more selfish. And I think moving to Spain has just changed that completely. Yes, I can sit on a stack of money and yeah, maybe I'd be comfortable because I would have security, but I'd much rather have these moments with my friends. I just think it's more enriching. <laughs> I feel like we're a little biased coming from the millennial generation, having inherited <laughs> like a terrible economy. And like most people our age are like, yeah, I'll never be able to like own property you're kind of taught that you should, you know, save up and then get a house and then get married and mm. have a, a dog and kids. But I think a lot of people are kind of just realizing like you have to also live today, you know, yeah, like, yeah. if we're just living for the future, then we're not enjoying the moment right now. And that's a missed opportunity. And then that's what you're going to regret when you're lying on your deathbed. I think that's what you're going to think about is, well, I have all this money, but there's no people around me. To, yeah. To, for me, that's way more important. Yeah, no, I'm just very happy that I have had the privilege to experience this because I suppose there are many people that will never be able to travel or leave, especially now in England. I was super lucky that I left before Brexit and that I have permanent residency. I think Brexit was probably the worst decision that people have made in the last like 20 years. I hope that at some point there is some kind of deal made in which at least Erasmus students, like I think that's the worst thing, the fact that Erasmus students don't really have that opportunity anymore. I think it's important to experience other cultures. It's what makes us more open-minded. I know now in Spain, there's a lot of pushback against tourism, but I think it's about finding that middle ground between respecting each other's ways of life and stuff. And I do think that the English take the piss when they go abroad to Spain. I kind of get why. In I think it's in Barcelona. Oh, yeah. They've banned people from leaving the beach without their shirts on and there's fines and things. And I get it. Like If you go there and you make a mess, it's about being respectful as well. I think people forget. They're like, oh, I'm not in my home country. I can do whatever I want. Well, not really. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I've I've looked out. I found a really nice life for myself. Galicia is still kind of a hidden gem. Oh, yeah. That's what makes it really special for me. It's changing. But I think for a couple of years more, at least, just the secret little part of Spain. Jenny and I moved to Spain at about the same time. 
which makes her a great person to compare and share stories with about the settling in phase. We met by chance at a summer camp in London in 2018, back in the early days when I was still an English teacher, and bonded immediately. It's rare to meet someone who you click with instantly, and when I found out she lived in Spain as well, I knew we were on the same wavelength. We are still very different people who live on opposite sides of the country. In fact, I think Vigo is about as far away as you can get from Valencia while still being in Spain. Unified by a love for that beach life, I swim in the Mediterranean Sea while Jenny swims in the Atlantic Ocean, all on separate coasts of the same Spanish soil. So, even though you make a similar choice, your lives can pan out in distinctive ways, like two different constellations on opposite sides of the cosmos, destined to face each other for eternity, yet never collide. I think that's all part of the beauty of choosing change and growth over familiarity and stagnancy. Taking a leap of faith means learning to accept that while you may not always know how things will turn out, eventually you will find a place to kick up your boots and look up at the night sky. <laughs>